Welcome to Mystery Osiris and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and Aaron, I have learned something uh, about myself and Riverdale specifically as oh. I was sitting here waiting for you to arrive so we could watch the show and mm-hmm. do that. And that is, it does not exist. Well, it is not in my field of view. I was trying so hard to remember what happened last episode. And then as mm. literally as soon as I pressed play on the Netflix, it all rushed into my brain. And I and I remembered everything. <laughs> it and that's why even when we're doing this, doing our our podcast, there's moments where I'm like, "What? Hang on, what?" But as I'm watching like I know everything that happened. I remember all of this stuff. I know what's supposed to be a secret. And that's why it infuriates me when things are going wrong in it. So when I'm like, "This is what you said before." But you set this up. So it's it's like a, it's a it's like it exists in a quantum state where if I don't perceive it, <laughs> it, it ceases uh, to be. Yeah, that's quantum. That's quantum mechanics. I don't know. I mean, basically, what you're saying is that you are a child and you have no object permanence. I think the show has no object permanence. I think mm. I, Aaron, this isn't my fault. I remember other shows really well. I don't know. I remember this show. I've <laughs> gone out with friends who have not watched it since season two, and I've been like, "Oh, well, let me describe well, to you season three. Well, that's the thing. I can I can describe it when someone like it's someone's like, "Hey, Riverdale's like accuse uh, something in my brain to break the lock and unflood the information." Then you're that, like, "Yes, Archie got attacked by a grizzly bear in the winter in Canada in Ontario for reasons." Yeah. Then I'm then I'm the more I'm talking, the more's being unlocked, and it's like I'm going through this maze where I'm opening doors and discovering new things. You're going forward and back in the storyline going, okay, well, I have to tell you about this, but first, let's rewind. I enter a room that's upside down and in there's someone who's like, answer me, these questions three. Question one, is Veronica nice? No. Question two, is Josie a main character? No. Question three, is Kevin Keller a main character? Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Not right now. You may pass. Thanks, gnome. (laughs) Thanks, riddle gnome. I'm glad you're here. Can we have a riddle no on our podcast? You know what? I'll think about it. <laughs> I want it so bad. It doesn't make sense, but neither does this show. It makes as much sense as anything else. <laughs> I'm disappointed with Riverdale right now. Yeah? Because the show has not been on for that long. No. So they shouldn't need to do the amount of retconning that they're doing. I mean, it's been three. Well, it's been three years. One season with twelve episodes. One season with twenty-two episodes. Another season with twenty-two episodes. Yeah, it's not enough. I don't know. Uh, I mean, this specific episode, yeah, is rife. <laughs> Just the fruit on the tree of retconning is plump and juicy. And falling because there's so much fruit on this tree of it's, retconning. It's not even like the tree of retconning is the only thing. It's like down at the bottom, like around the tree of retconning, I guess choking its roots out, are the weeds of clarifying information that was unclear but just makes it more unclear. Yeah. Like in this episode, they, they're like, oh, yeah, no, Hiram was the Gargoyle King. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. But then why were you? Why was everyone so sketchy about it? <laughs> yeah, like. Come on, own it. If you're going to be like, this is the grand reveal, reveal it. It feels like you have revealed it. Well, it seems that they're like, see, everyone already knew this. Yeah, and no, it's like, a thing. Yeah, we know, but what? I don't know. Let's just get into the episode then, because we're going to be talking about it a bunch. Or do you have anything else you want to say? No, no. I was just going to talk about how the conceit of this episode is that FP is turning 50. Oh, yeah. Which means all the adults are turning 50, because they all went to high school together. That's true, yeah. Which means that 
all of these adults yeah. waited until they were 33 to have children. I guess they had... I guess Betty has an older sister. That means Hiram and Hermione have been together for 35 years? Because we saw at the they end of They started dating the, when they were 15. We saw the end of the flashback episode. So 15 plus 30 equals 45. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, They've Hiram, been together for as long as our parents, and we're old. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, F.P. Jones is six years younger than our mom. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what? Is that right? I don't know. How old is our mom? No. Hey, F.P. Jones is eight years younger than our mom. Mom, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> no, wait. I did the math wrong. Okay. F.P. Jones is 50, which if he's, he's eight years younger... That'll make our mom 58. That math is super simple because he's a round number. Yes. Well, her birthday is 1961. Nope, nope. We cannot do months. Oh, you're doing that way. I thought you were going to be like, well, her birthday is December, which it's <laughs> no. not. I'm just not saying mom's birthday. No, we're not going to give her actual birthday because then you can steal our identity. Oh, man. All right. Look, let's just do our episode. We're I'm seven. just saying. Trying to figure out the, the... I'm old and our mom is only like... Eight years older than FP. Aaron, if there's something I've learned from doing this show with you is that time will constantly be your foe. I just... How... You're really focused on how old people are. I just don't understand. Do you really think that FP and Gladys were having, like, responsible safe sex? Until they were, like, 30, I guess? Yeah, and then they were like, hmm, some children. All of our friends are having children. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess FP had Jughead when he was... 35. This seems unreasonable. <laughs> well, okay, so then Alice is 35. Or Alice is 50. Alice is 50. Alice is 50, but she had the kid, because she had Sheik, who she had when she was in her 30s. <laughs> no, she had Sheik in high school, because remember, she was pregnant, which is why she didn't do drugs. That means Sheik is 30. <laughs> See? You can't give ages. It breaks the storyline. But that boy we saw, he was like 20s. 21. He was not like 30. Exactly. Uh, Why wouldn't they just make FP's 40th birthday? That would mean all of these adults had their kids when they were like 23. Reasonable. Reasonable age. Look, I'm not saying that 35 is not a reasonable age to have a kid. It's just it's an unreasonable age for all of these adults in this show that we've seen to have but kids. But all of them were like, uh-huh, let's wait. That nobody in this town apparently had a kid before they were 35. Yeah, everyone just... Yeah. Because they all went to high school together, Aaron. So they're all the same age. Yeah, like that's the same thing with not Sheriff Keller. And... Same thing with Mayor McCoy. Not yeah. Mayor McCoy. Not Mayor McCoy. They, they all... Same thing with those incestuous blossoms. <laughs> yeah, even though they're even though they were guaranteed to be married long before that, they didn't. That makes a little more sense because I just imagine just being like, "Not tonight, not yet, not yet." Also, I thought the Blossom Twins were supposed to be older than Archie and Co. Maybe they might be the year older than them. I guess that's acceptable. 
I mean, that's still, like, only a year difference they had when they were 34. Maybe Cheryl is just so crazy that they've held her back a year. They're like, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, we know in the comic books that the white reason that she goes to school is because she played a prank on the school. They forced her to go there as punishment. <laughs> so maybe she played a prank on the school, and they're like, now you're in grade 11. Ha! Joke's on you, Cheryl, who's 24. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you mess up, we put you back a grade. <laughs> but you keep, but you can't help yourself. Well, speaking of can't help yourself, this is episode. <laughs> this is season. Th- ah! <laughs> we broke you. This is. Oh man, we haven't even gone to the episode yet, and we've already been we've already unpacked quite a bit. <clears throat> this is Riverdale season three, episode fifteen, American Dreams. American Dreams. Which, as it makes sense, Jughead begins pontificating about the American dream. Jughead's back to writing on his laptop. Because he was doing a typewriter for a while. And he does a typewriter later, but I think that's just to do posters. Because you do posters on a typewriter. Naturally. Why? It looks like there's designs on that piece of paper in the typewriter. Anyway, we can't do this. Anyway, so he's musing. He's musing about the American dreams, about how his dad is turning 50 and he has everything he wants. Yeah, Gladys is there and Jellybean is there. And Jughead has always been there, but... And he looks over and he's happy and he smiles... And he has everything he wants, except, (laughs) except uh, that Gladys. What's your path you're trying to make? You're saying that that FP is everything he wants. No, Jughead says that. Yeah, Jughead says FP has everything he wants, except it's his birthday. It's his birthday, his fiftieth birthday, and uh, he also doesn't have a house. But it turns out. Yeah, I guess that's the implication that, that they're making with that. I I got blown out of the water by the thing that's about to happen yet, so I don't even remember that. This is. Mind-blowing development. So Gladys is like, I have a present for you, FP. Let's go there right now. And what is this present? What is this present? Well, remember that mysterious thing that we heard about last episode that we were just like, we're just going to brush this off. No, 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 no. Because Gladys bought a house, and that house is the Cooper's house. Which she somehow doesn't know is the Cooper's house. Which makes her the mysterious overseas buyer, who is so not overseas. (laughs) But did pay all cash. Online. Because that's how cash works. Did she pay through China or something? She did an e-transfer. Yeah, like, what? It just rooted weirdly. Yeah, why? What? Maybe she keeps all of her drug money in an overseas account. I mean, that would make sense. But yeah, no, Gladys bought the house and did not realize who the house belonged to. Which is... This astonishing. Is like the, this is the sketchiest way someone has ever bought a house. No, did she not see the <laughs> Sorry, house? This is the sketchiest way that someone has ever legitimately bought a house. Well, especially considering how it seems like Alice was her own. I guess she went by Alice Smith. But she Alice was the Alice. real estate agent. She would know. She, I she assume, know. went to high school she with would, the rest of she them. She know Alice Smith. Also, Jughead has been friends with Betty and Archie since he was a wee small child. Yeah, so uh, when so the door opens and Alice Cooper comes out, and that's when Gladys is like, "Hold on a second, why is this person in my house?" And it's because and she it's in their fact house. says, "Why is Alice Cooper in my house?" <laughs> and then that changes this whole thing where both FP and Jughead are like, uh, "We can't we, live here. <laughs> we, I don't want to buy your house. This is super super weird." And then Jellybean just runs upstairs. And then Jughead and Betty sit outside, and Jughead's like, well, 
I guess maybe you can just stay in your bedroom now. Yeah, you could just stay at the house, as a, I guess. Because you were going to stay with me anyway, but there was no room for you, so now... Now there is room. There at, is room. At your house. Oh, also, the, the front room is charred. <laughs> Alice and Betty just try to brush. Well, Alice tries to brush over it. Yeah. Betty's just flabbergasted. Yeah. Uh, but Betty's like, no, I can't stay here. I don't know your mom. This is super weird. I'm going to stay in the next safest place. Veronica. You know, the mob house. You know, the mob house, not Archie. The not mob house. So where she's going to stay at Archie's house? If there's one thing we know, that house only has two bedrooms. <laughs> I assume Archie would sleep, like, on the couch and she would stay. In Archie's room. Or she, or maybe that, it, it seems like the garage has heating to it. That's true. So yeah. one of them could stay in the garage. Yeah, or she could stay in the garage. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm just saying that knowing, knowing uh, Archie and Luke Perry Andrews, that like. That is a better place to that, go. That they would, they would definitely be like, no, you can stay in our, you know, in fact, we'll both go sleep. That, <laughs> Don't, that, you, you can have our house. You can have both rooms. You just, just you know, push the rooms together, make a big room. The, this is your house. We'll, we'll just live in the garage. It's fine. <laughs> you guys are far too accommodating. Remember when all the serpents lived in our house? It's fine. You're only one serpent. Well, speaking of uh, Betty and Archie and Jughead, I, I guess. guess Jughead stole or was given evidence <laughs> from his dad, the sheriff. Yeah, about uh, Warren Norton, how after his suicide, they found the Kill the Red Paladin. Though I think Betty found that. I presume it was given to as evidence afterwards. Betty didn't find it. Who? Who found it? Some, Someone so, went to go have a meeting with him. Hermione. Okay, but I thought we knew... Uh, whatever. Um, so yeah, the, he had the Kill the Red Paladin card, which we kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're like, these... <laughs> essentially, Jughead is like, these cards were printed. You can print more of them. Well, because Archie goes, oh, but the child had that card, too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and so they're like, oh, there could be more. There could be more cards. They're going to have to go and figure out that problem, I suppose. But Archie says, hmm, I think I know the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, but first, we have an insane scene. Time for the C plot. It's not a great one. Cheryl wants to go on a trip with Tony, but Tony's also going on a similarly fancy trip with the Pretty, pretty poisons. poisons. Well, the Pretty Poisons are doing a road trip, and Cheryl wants to go to Mont Blanc. Yeah. So. For skiing. Yeah. Cheryl uh, is outraged. Yeah, because Cheryl is Cheryl. Now, to be fair, Cheryl is a part of the gang yeah i don't know why cheryl i mean i i guess you, I, I think we need a line where cheryl's like but i wanted to do something that's just me and you instead it seems like cheryl's not going on the road trip with the gang she's a part of yeah that's maybe there was a line that got cut why also why i guess she, i guess she'll decided not to join like in the guarding duties because tony's gonna head off to work but not Cheryl. No, I don't think Cheryl's a pretty poison anymore. I don't even know she was a serpent. <laughs> I, don't, I think she just hangs around she, gangs. Just stands near gangs. I don't know. So, stepping back from that craziness, Archie goes to visit Hiram because in a shocking turn of events, he correctly assumes that Hiram is the person who distributed those cards. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I mean, we know I, I, we know that Hiram's Gargoyle King, but Archie is never correct about things. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to figure out if Archie was ever told about Hiram being the Gargoyle King, or if this is just him being like, you didn't like me, 
And you may and you he had War Norton in his pocket. That's true. He knew that. And Archie does know that Hiram sent people to do murders on him. Yeah. So I I can't remember if Archie was aware. Did, was aware. I don't know who knows information in the show. Doesn't matter. He goes to Hiram and he, and he's like Hiram. There's this card. And Hiram's like, oh. And Archie's like, how many did you put out? Yeah, because he's like, no, we had a uh, we had a deal. Remember, Archie, we had a truce. And then Archie's like, yes, I understand that, but you put these out before the truce. How many did you put out? <laughs> My favorite thing is that Hiram seems honestly, like... Befuddled. Like, oh, you're right. The hit I put out before the truce it's is still, still happening. I didn't res- I didn't pull back on the hit. It's like he never thought of it. He forgot he did it. Yeah, and, like, it's not even like he's being maliciously, like, yes, uh, but, you know, our truce is done. Uh, like, he's like, oh, man, oh, you're, you're totally right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez, oh, Archie, I'm so sorry, man. Let me help you out. Look, I, I gave three cards to Wharton Norton. And I gave nine to druggies. Yeah. Uh, so they have two, which means that there are ten still out there. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll also help you out. Here's a list of all the places where the druggies hang out and play the game. You should go there. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Archie. That's where the killers are. Yeah, don't go to the killers. I really thought Archie was going to go alone. He was going to be like, well, thank you for the list of where murderers are. I will go there now. And I will talk to them Hire. kindly and ask them to please not do a murder. Hey, yo, don't kill me. Please. I am not a paladin. I am a boy. <laughs> you see, you see, that can be uh, highly confusing, for I am made of metal, so my AC is very high. But I am not a paladin. No, I do not roll D10 for my hit points. <laughs> I've just decided to just do D&D jokes now, because they're going to do it. Yeah, why, why can't we? Yeah. Hey, here's some more crazy. Cheryl decides to go to no we Le Bon Nui. Le Bon Nui. So um I just want you to know that I decided to abbreviate this. Yeah. And apparently I abbreviated it to be the Nui Blanc. Mm, yes, the tiny white. No, the white dinner. The white night. Le nu- Nui is Night? Night. I guess uh, the white night. Yeah. It's a dinner that they have in many cities across Canada where everyone dresses in white. Ah, uh, what's uh, what's Le Bon Le Bon Nuit then? The pretty the night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so she comes wearing her Red Riding Hood cape with scones for Tony. Yeah, she's got she's got a she's got a real Red Riding Hood going to visit her grandmother look going on. But guess what? She discovers something almost as bad as his grandmother being eaten by a wolf. Tony's having fun. Tony is singing Call Your Girlfriend. How dare Tony have fun? How dare she sing an Ariana Grande song? (laughs) Cheryl is outraged. Yeah, and it's it's like, I mean, she she is still still working. She's just having fun. Protect the club and sing at the club. Yeah, and you see the other Pretty Poisons, I assume, also. By the way, this is a kid club at this point, or a teen club at this point. It it will change throughout this episode, but but right now, it's for kids. Right now, it's like a, it's like when you go to the the pool and they have the swim schedules where like here's free lane, here's uh here's, here's open here's pool. tots yeah yeah you got you got to make sure you get the Le Bon Nui, uh, uh that is like, for like you list yeah. uh, and then you're like okay well from uh, from five until six they have teen time oh and then fancy adult dinner and then they have secret casino then they have teen time again. <laughs> Man, this is crazy. But it's only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Wednesdays, it's just free swim the entire night. Why, why is it saying swim? What is swim? 
at the bottom there's an asterisk that says swim is casino. <laughs> oh. Secret casino. It's a secret casino. Don't tell anyone. That's why there's we an use asterisk the word swim. on the asterisk. It's the cross. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. The lower asterisk. The lower asterisk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> FB. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of that. The show's just mad that Tony's having fun. So FB and Alice uh, have a have a talk in the dark room because no one in this show turns on any damn lights. Well, you know, it's that time of year where you start a conversation. And it's really nice and light out, but then the sun just goes down. <laughs> yeah. So FB and Alice are talking about Gladys and themselves, and and Alice is really sad and really jealous. And FP's like, "Well, you joined a cult, so I got back together with my wife." Yeah. Alice is like, "But what about us?" And FB is like, "I haven't talked to you like this entire season. We were in bed at the beginning of the season, and then you went crazy cult." I understand your daughter tried to burn your house down. This seems like not a scene for FP. <laughs> and it, it kind of, so when she's talking to him, FP mentions, like, he says, like, no, she left because of me because I was, you know, a bad husband and a rotten father. I'm like, Gladys does not seem like. That good. Like, that good either. In fact, it, you seem more morally upsetting than she does. And I suppose in the past you were less morally upsetting. We're seeing a change in you. Yes. But think about beginning season but, you FP? know, when we first met FP, yeah. when we first met Gladys, <laughs> they were Gladys both doing, is... They, I mean, when we first met Gladys, she murdered someone. When we first met FP, he was being a jerk at a drive-in. Those are the same thing. Yeah, they're the same level of crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it seems like all of these scenes were written when Gladys was, like, just a poor, like, a poor mom. Yeah. Who was, like, downtrodden and just trying her best for her family and finally gave up. Instead of crime... A uh, crime queen pin, yeah. Gladys, who who had a chop shop that where she had like a teen, uh, you know, like it artful dodgers. Literally seems like she just left because FP wasn't good enough at being a serpent king. That really seems like her thing is that she. We learn later. It seems like her thing is that she she's like crime. Crime is the only thing that matters. It's all you can do. Yeah. All right. Uh, back at Le Bon Nuit, it's I guess. Uh, the Clo- closing time? Yeah. And Reggie wants to debrief on the night and talk about something really important. Yeah, see, because he's done a lot for her. He's been bouncer, he's been bartender, and he's been what I misheard as cake boss. <laughs> he makes all those cakes. Uh, Ver- Veronica, I make all these cakes for you. I've been your cake boss. I make cakes every day. They get bigger and bigger. I, I can't make any bigger cakes, Veronica. I made a cake, and inside that cake was a pretty poison. <laughs> She did not like it. I did not tell her she would be in the cake, but I'm the cake boss. I just make crazy cakes. <laughs> inside, inside this cake was a dye pack. Remember when we did that together? That was fun, Veronica. Cake boss. Now, um, Reggie has robbed his father's business. Yeah. Has lost his car. Yeah. Has staged a coup to has, get Archie out of jail. Was jumped by gargoyles because he's apparently the only person who could deliver. He is a rum runner. Yeah. So he's like, hey, Veronica, um, can I be your business partner? May I perhaps have some acknowledgement of all of the things I've done and all the risks I've taken when you have done comparatively very little? And stupid, stupid Veronica. It's like, oh, Reggie, I have... So many other business partners, I can't possibly take on another one. I'm so in debt. Now just isn't the right time. I'm like, Veronica, this is mostly a ceremonial position, I feel like. He just wants you to put his name on some papers. Yeah, he just wants to be like, hey, 
this is Reggie. He helped me open this bar. If it weren't for him, there would be no bar. Yeah, like he is apparently the only person who works at that bar. And he is making all the decisions. Anyways, Veronica's like, no, I just, I can't. He says something about, like, not everyone can walk on water and here only I can. And Reggie's like, this is dumb. Yeah, so he's out. He's out. He leaves. Jughead has to confront his mom. He's doing some real suspicious house-buying-related questioning. Like, why did you buy a house? How did you buy a house? He's, he's, How long are you staying for? He's starting to get suspicious. Like, in the first scene, he was, like, you know, all smiling and happy that his dad's so happy. But now he's kind of like, you know what? Weird stuff's happening. And he, in fact, says to his mom, many things you do are sketchy. Yeah, and then she, uh, she's like, no, I just... You know, I came back because I want to, you know, I want to have a family. We can go up to Elm Street where we'll never have a nightmare. Uh, and then she reveals that this entire time, the weeks that they've been back, Jellybean has not been in school. No, yeah. Jellybean's just been, I guess, uh, effing around. <laughs> she has not bothered to put her daughter in school yet. <laughs> no, she, but she's going to do it. That's what she wants. Shop. I'll put Jelly Bean into school when I feel like it. Not a moment before. And Jughead in his head is like, what? Wait, wait. She hasn't been going to school? What has she been doing all day, there, Mom? There are schools here. I mean, there's one high school. I assume that maybe the bad elementary school is still open. Who knows? Yeah. But but she wants a do-over, a chance to be a real family, and also to throw FP a 50th birthday party. Yeah, as this Jughead is such a good writer, he can do the speech. And for some reason, this prompt Chuck had to be like, yeah, that seems fun. And then just, like, stare down, like, what? It's like... It's like the Betty stare she gives when she sees all their hands over the Bunsen burners. I was going to say, it's like in the OC, when Kristen Kristen is in love with Carter, and she (laughs) says and does literally anything, and then goes, oh, no. What? What is happening? All right, well, I mean, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got the serpents, which are getting a talk to by not Sheriff Keller. Because apparently not Sheriff Keller, who is the best sheriff, yeah. is in charge of the training of the serpents. Yes, he's like he's there to explain what will happen because I guess FB doesn't know. I guess he's been hired as, like, a consultant. I, well, I mean, FB has no real idea how that side of the law works, I feel like. FB has only been sheriff for, like, seven days. <laughs> So uh, what will happen is that the servants will sort of go out as kind of like training, uh, and they will all have a deputy assigned to them. And I'm like, you do not have that many police. You have one. You have one dude with a grappling hook who we haven't seen since the first season. I think we named him Carl or Greg. They do have that woman who keeps finding dead bodies in the jail cells. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess technically there's only six serpents because we hear all their names later. Well, no, but those are the serpents. Are they? Well, if actually, when they, they, they this big wide shot, and you could see there's the serpents, and then there's the gargoyles have serpents, like, just the serpents stitched onto their, like, they don't have official mm, They don't notes. have proper jackets yet. But, I mean, in that room, you saw, like, a dozen of them. That's so many police officers. Anyway, so Jughead goes with FP. Um, of course he does. Who's super excited about life in general. He's just so happy. Like, he's 50. He never thought he was going to make it to 50. He the, just knew his life was going to go wrong, which is really sad. Yeah, they're, but they're getting a house and, like, all these things. Uh, and then they get a call for a 1023, which is a druggie throwing coffee at a person. <laughs> 
So Veronica has been waitressing. Yeah, remember how she technically owns Pops, but also works there as a waitress and is just around. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. But this coffee was thrown on the other waitress, Dolores. Yes, and they're, you know, I thought Fizzle Rocks were done. And I'm like, yeah, that's how drugs work. Yeah, they just disappear. (laughs) They just disappear. People don't keep drugs around. Never. Uh, But a a Fizzle Rocks junkie, or they say Fizzle Rocks, maybe he was just on heroin. There are so many drugs he could be on. other drugs in the city. Anyway, uh, they're like, oh, but I heard that someone was maybe starting up the drug trade again. And then Veronica and Jughead both give each other knowing looks, being like, your parent is doing this. Yeah, Jughead's like, oh, it's Hiram. And Veronica's like, oh, no, it's Gladys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Let's head off into that C storyline for another second where we Cheryl learns something about Tony. So Cheryl is talking to her grandma and is like, hey, Grandma Rose, where are my girlfriend at? Grandma Rose is like, she gave me a bunch of money. And Cheryl's like, what? And Grandma Rose is like, yeah, she called it rent. And that makes Cheryl filled with rage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Cheryl. <laughs> it makes no sense. She's having fun. She's paying rent. She's a functional human being who's separate from myself? What? What is this? Speaking of people being offended by envelopes of money. Veronica gives... Gives her, she says, like, I think it's an envelope of money. Says, I think it's a pretty good starting salary. Which means Reggie has not been getting paid. Which means when Reggie asked to be the business partner, he was literally asking for the small... He wasn't even asking for money. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was in there some somewhere, but he just wanted to be... I want to be an equal partner with you, Veronica. And I don't think he was considering getting money. I mean, I'm sure if he was a business partner, partner, he'd get a share of the proceeds. Now, there are no proceeds yet because all the money goes to... I cannot comprehend the fact that this entire portion, Reggie has not been getting paid. And Veronica has not thought that a problem at all and thought like, no, Reggie, you don't matter. You're unpaid labor who does everything as given... Reggie is working at a loss. He lost his car. Reggie is illegally being a bartender. He got beaten up. He got, he, like, <laughs> Reggie has had, maybe he gets tips. Maybe he just gets tips. But Kevin never has a girl taken more advantage of a boy. And Reggie's supposed to be, like, usually when you see comics, Reggie's is sort of like the jerk and you're like, oh, Reggie. I feel so, so bad, bad for, for him. Reggie. Oh my God, poor Reggie. Poor- anyway, he's upset. Because he's like, I just want, I'm like, you should also take the money. But he's like, no, I didn't want money. I just wanted to be a business partner. I just wanted respect, Veronica. I just wanted respect. So he's out again. Again. Hmm. Again. So Archie goes to visit his friends. He gives them an update. Yeah. About what's going on with those paladin cards. Yeah, it gives them a place where all these, where drugs and games are played. And there are things like a laundromat and a donut shop. And of course, the seedy comic book store. So that's where they go first. Well, I mean, of course it's a comic well, Yeah, well, well, that's all, <laughs> this is where games are played. But, but, but this comic book store is, wow. So this is where drugs happen. It's a, it's a comic book drug den, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go there, and there's a bunch of... Uh, bunch uh, of nerds. Nerds. Yeah, I say nerds. They talk to those nerds, and they're like, hey, who has the card? And they're like, oh, we don't know. The card is in play. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, no, we've seen that card. We know about it. We know who you are. And I'm like... Yeah. There's, a, there's a girl sitting at the table wearing a crown, and I kind of want her to just be like, 
I have no idea what's going on here. I just came here because I wanted to play my cleric, but... But I guess I'm here. (laughs) I don't understand how just getting a card that says kill the red paladin makes everyone know, hmm, Archie Andrews. Yeah. I mean, I I assume when he gave it to them, they're like, oh, by the way, the red paladin is Archie Andrews, just so you know. In case you weren't sure. The one thing this guy says is like, oh, no, we don't have it. That's an advanced quest. And then in brackets, murder. Murder. The most advanced quest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have that because that is just straight up murder. This game makes you okay with murder, is what they're saying. Yeah. If you play the game, you're justified in doing a murder. Because it's part of the game. The, the, the implication, and they say it later, um, which we can start to say that now. Um, they, because they have the scene where they're talking about, like, oh, these gamers are so ingrained in the world that apparently they've lost all moral sense. Which, I mean... they'll they, do anything the Gargoyle King says. To be fair, they are all on drugs. Yeah, once again, they... they Betty in this scene says, oh, it's that game. It drives people crazy. I'm like, no, they're on drugs. It's the drugs. <laughs> Why is nobody pointing out that the fact that it's not the game is the fact that all these people are on so much drugs that make them hallucinate gargoyles. But everyone's like, oh, man, that game is evil. It's drugs, guys. <laughs> it's drugs. Just say it's drugs. Sm- smack is whack. We do have a uh, quick scene before this moment happens because Veronica and Betty are having what I thought was a sleepover until Aaron reminded me was uh, she's staying there. Yeah, Betty lives there now. Which I guess this is the reason why Betty has to go to Veronica's for this scene. For this scene. So Betty fills Veronica in and she's like, yeah, it's super weird that Jughead's mom bought the house. And she said that I could stay there, but I'm really weirded out by his mom. And Veronica's like, yes, you should be. I have to tell you a secret. Though she swore me to secrecy, you know, like this is the babysitter's club. And it worked on me for a time, for I am a child. And for a while it was blackmail, but at this point I realize she has nothing to hold over me other than money, which I owe her anyways, so... So... I don't really know what she would pull other than just straight up murder, which she could do anyways, because once again, I do owe her money. So anyway... She on the drugs, or she's not on the drugs. She <laughs> is of the drugs. Yeah, she wants to. Re- she wants to start the drug trade, but I guess the drug trade is going on. And Betty's like, "Oh no, oh jeez, oh, I'm, no. go- I'm gonna have to tell Jughead. He's gonna be so befuddled. <laughs> oh, 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 beans. Oh, jeez. Oh no. So the kids come up with a plan to save Archie, and it begins intelligent, then goes. Into the ground. So Jughead realizes that these drug druggies will do anything the Gargoyle King tells them to. And he thinks that they can use the power of the Gargoyle King to adapt and change the quest. Which is smart. Yeah, definitely. If If the drugs are making them do this much stuff, then you can give them a new command that will... Save Archie. Yeah. And Betty goes, aha, like when I was the Griffin Queen. Yeah. Yeah, so, smart. So what – so the, the the basic outline that we sort of start with is the idea is like, hey, well, we put a time limit on. They're like, oh, you have 12 hours. To complete the quest. And you can come to this boy fight ring we're going to put up. And Archie will be there to fight some boys. Now – 
at this point, before I throw myself into the ocean, um, I was thinking, why don't you just be like, you have 24 hours or like to, to find to and find, get him. Yeah, or the quest has expired. That is something that happens in a lot of games where the quests have a time limit. And it's like, hey, you have 24 hours. And then just hide Archie in the bunker for 24 hours and be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, you didn't find the Red Paladin. You didn't find the Red Paladin. Uh, quest is done. No one's going to question that. It's yeah. a game they're playing. That's how games work. Yeah, sometimes sometimes that happens. But instead they're like, no, the only way we could do it is Boy Fight Club. So we're going to be fair. Yeah, no, they're going to go, we're going to find a place to fight, and there's going to be no weapons, there's going to be fists, because Archie can, you know, fight. There needs to be a time limit, there needs to be gentlemen's rules. Yeah. This is a lot of rules to put on a challenge card. Well, especially for, considering how all the challenge cards said was, kill the Red Paladin. And they're sort of modifying it from kill to defeat. Yeah, which I feel like... I feel like at that point, what they should have done is they should have like made a fake. If they want that, if they want that to happen, make a fake card for Jughead. Have Jughead defeat Archie, and then be like, "I defe- I completed the quest. I defeated. The- That's true. He was. A- there or get so- one. Get one of the, uh, the fangs there- to do it or something. They yeah. play Griffins and Gargoyles. There are so many other ways that they could have done this plan that is so much smarter but the way they did it was so that they they could have Archie go through a a toughest guy in Letterkenny style of just uh, having people walk up to him and he fights him one on one then the next person comes up and he fights him he's the best fighter in the village yep (laughs) then the scene is capped off with Betty telling Jughead about Gladys I don't have a way of saying that Jughead goes hmm I'm going to do an investigation. And Betty's like, help? And he's like, no, I got to do it. Yeah, because he, he, yeah, he pseudo believes her, so. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. He's not, he's like, no, it's Hiram. I promise you it's Hiram. I know it's Hiram. She doesn't tell him it comes from Veronica, which is a good idea, or else he would be like, no, Veronica's in Hiram's pocket. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Kevin. Yeah? I can't. It's been 109 episodes. It's been 109 episodes. I have run out of different beverages <laughs> to drink. Oh, man. I just have kombucha. Yeah. My tummy kind of bothered me because I ate sage. I don't really like sage. I thought I did. I don't. Yeah, well, maybe we have to find a new uh, mid-episode thing to do, something to break up the first and second half. We need a new shtick? Yeah. Oh, this will be so good for my pocketbook. <laughs> well, fine. well, so I guess, yeah, I guess we'll just have to find something else to do. Maybe people will have ideas. Maybe they won't. Yeah, if you want. I we mean, don't want to buy anything anymore. <laughs> we don't want to go off searching for drinks anymore. It's been so much. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe it'll be the, that riddle gnome will come back. <gasps> the riddle gnome! Answer me these questions three. Uh, he has other riddles, but that's the main one he goes <laughs> the off The only of. one he has. When he can't think of other things, he just says, like, I'm going to ask you three questions. <laughs> it's a riddle. I'm like, is it? It's not a riddle. You're just asking me things. You're just asking me my opinions on things that happened in the show. It's not a riddle. How dare you? Well, you know, we'll talk to the riddle gnome. We'll ask him if he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's very busy. He's very popular. <laughs> well, hey, riddle, riddle has taken off, so yeah. he's just hoping to get on there. In a scene that I can only describe as weird 
Archie goes to talk to Hiram and give him an update on the plan because Hiram's involved in it. And Archie's like, so we need to find a place to do some fighting. I don't really know where we're going to do that. And Hiram's like, oh, geez, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm so upset that I, that I forgot to, forgot to, that I didn't pull off the hit I put on you. And really, we are at a truce here because you shot the man who shot me. I didn't know that you were going to shoot me, but you By shot all. So, let me do you a solid. I recently bought an entire city block. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for fun on the docks. For crime, I guess. I don't, I don't know really know what I'm doing, Archie. I don't know. If I, I, I had people on the docks and they were paying me money. They might still be paying me money. I don't know. I'm wearing a dad sweater right now. But uh, one of the businesses on the city block that I bought just happens to be an abandoned boxing club. I feel like it's the same boxing club they've been shooting on before. And that's why we've never seen a wide shot of that boxing club. Because they knew. Because <laughs> they knew they were going to just shift things around. And he's like, so uh, here are the keys. <laughs> yeah, you can use it to have your, sorry, you're having a a. a like a bat, like a gauntlet style fight club. So it's like a battle royale. All right, whatever. I'm not involved in this. Archie, I've been a part of boy fight clubs before. <laughs> Didn't work out well for me, but you can try. Yeah. Well, that brings us on to Jughead, who's doing his part of the plan, which is writing on a typewriter. Yeah, writing a flyer on a typewriter. <laughs> but then he starts the distribution. Oh, right. Sorry. They also have to have Hiram just like send out the messages because he has the contacts to get those oh yes yeah the the updates to the mission to, out but the serpents are going to do the actual delivery they're just using Hiram's contact contacts yeah. because well, they I need mean, to be in charge of that yeah so they're all wearing gargoyles mask and then we learn about the other people in the gang that aren't sweet bee and fangs because there are other members of the gang and their names like weasel and termite and jinx and that old rascally Old Deuteronomy. You know, like the old cat from Cats. <laughs> old Deuteronomy's le- lived many lives and something, something. Then he sits on the tire and sings a slow, sad song. I like when they're like, okay, guys, you gotta come up with your gang nicknames. Mine is Jughead. Mine is Weasel. Mine's Termite. I'm Jinx. I'm Old Deuteronomy. I recently read Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. <laughs> I was, I was, and I was, it really inspired me. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like in the Bible. Like Deuteronomy in the Bible. Yeah. yeah I bring a reckoning to cats. <laughs> I'm very cat focused. <laughs> Guys, I just want to be on Broadway. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up in the gang, but I'm old Deuteronomy. Meow. Snap, 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 <laughs> and kickball change. I like the idea of, like, he also came from New York at the same time Veronica did, but he was a fan of, like, West Side Story and Cats. <laughs> so he just fell in with the so serpents. He fell in with the serpents. And, like, well, they say serpents. I'm going to call us the cats. Ooh. I'm a cat. I'm a cat. Old Deuteronomy. Now, we don't get to see specifically which serpent is Old Deuteronomy, and that seems like a real lost opportunity. <laughs> you mean the camera didn't pan over and there's just a guy with a whisker painted on his face? He's like, of course I will do this for you, Jughead. Uh, indeed. You once saved my life. Me, Old Deuteronomy. I've lived many lives. I want to give a quick moment here and uh, just give some give some love to um, uh, to Mr. Sprouse, to Mr. Cole Sprouse and the the blank face that he put on saying the words old Deuteronomy to another human being. It was a real commitment. Yeah. We're very proud of him. Yeah. 
He's so a all, good, good boy. So they all head off. Well, first, oh. he gives his biggest lieutenants a warning, a personal matter. He needs investigation. Oh, He needs to know about the drugs. Yes. But don't tell anyone else what you know. Just tell me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of crime, uh, Reggie is being hauled in front of Veronica by Gladys. Because he tried to get his car back. Yeah. And Which is fair, because he's no longer a part of Veronica's business, so why does Gladys need his car as collateral? Yeah, it means nothing to Veronica. And as we learn later, it means nothing to Veronica. Yeah. So Veronica's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll cover the expenses for the 50th birthday party. And I'm like, what expenses? Are Were you planning on doing open bar? I, I, I guess now they're planning on doing open bar. Whatever. It's not like her business makes any money anyway. Yeah, it all goes to Gladys anyways. Yeah. So uh, Veronica then gets... Uh, upset at Reggie by being like, how, how could you be so reckless? And Reggie's like, again, I just want you to respect me. Please recognize the sacrifices I've given. And me and Aaron were like, Veronica, you pulled him into this. He wasn't super involved until you're like, yeah, be my drug runner. Help me rob uh, your parents. And yeah, she'll take your car. But yeah, you better do it. But, you know, just keep doing yeah. things without without raising a fuss. Oh, also, break into the prison and steal all the drug supplies so that I can burn them. Yeah, Veronica was involved in that. He did it and he did it cleanly. By himself. He's amazing. He's the greatest man. Veronica doesn't do anything. She's not a... And every one of her plans where she's like, oh, I have an idea, is someone else's plan. I am so excited for her not to have Reggie anymore. Even even her even her casino plan she's doing right now, that's actually the uh, the other boy's plan. What's that's actually name? Elio's plan. Yeah, Elio's plan. And the first time he did it was a scam for her, which she was she got out of because of Hiram's plan. Mm-hmm. She has the only idea she had was her stupid speakeasy, which only works because of Reggie, and only happened because of because she made that a crazy original plan where she gave Hiram the white worm, which is important to his plans for some reason. I guess this is where he was originally making drugs. Yes, no, it wasn't. Well, he made drugs somewhere, and then he made the white worm into his drug place, was and that then it? he moved it out of the white worm into the prison. I guess yeah, I guess that was what happened with the white worm. Anyway, the white worm was the key. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Who knows? So, uh, this uh, speaking of the casino, the casino is still going on. It's now just a, there's now yeah. just a casino time slot in the swim schedule. Yeah. So now it's Wednesday, which yeah. is freestyle swim. Hashtag casino. <laughs> yeah. And Cheryl comes into the casino. In and, a red ball gown. And Tony's like, what are you doing? And Cheryl's like, nothing. And then looks at a whole bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony looks at Cheryl looking. Like, what are you what are you doing? And then I guess Cheryl goes home. <laughs> That's all I can imagine happens. <laughs> that was a scene. All right, let's get into the climax of this episode. Where the where they're at the boxing ring and they're like, Oh man, maybe no one got the message. Maybe our plan didn't work. Do we give them enough time? And then boom, the LARPers come in to fight. A whole bunch of nerds if in none really of them good costumes. If none of them showed up, would the quest have been done anyways? I think so. The That's time it, limit would have elapsed. That's what it sounds like. So LARPers come in looking for a fight, and they're just super buff nerds. These are the buffest of the nerds. I mean, that's why they can do the advanced quest. Parentheses. Murder. murder. You, well, Kevin, you have to be buff to do a murder. Yeah. And so the rules are put out. You get three minutes. If you knock him down, you complete your quest. If he knocks you down... Then you're done. Then you're done. You don't get to do the quest anymore, I guess. Also, no one's going to murder him. You're just going to knock him down. Yeah, you have to give up your card to... 
Get into the ring. Get into the ring because I guess having the card is important to the quest. There's so many rules I feel like they could have just – could they have just stolen the card from them and then at that point they can't do the done? quest anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so this the, is smart though because either way, even if someone else wins and def- completes the quest – Archie is still alive. Well, I'm also, I'm also curious. I mean, does that mean that, like, each of them could knock him down then he has to get back up and fight the next one? Or is it that one person knocks him down the quest is done? Because they each have a card. That's true. I don't know what the rules are. But it was kill the Red Paladin. If he was dead, then... Then you no one else could kill him. Anyway, uh, the fighting starts. Uh, Archie knocks people out. He gets really hardly bitten by one dude. Yeah, don't... I'm pretty sure biting is not allowed in boxing. Well, this isn't boxing, Aaron. Oh, this is rest. This, this is, is like MMI. This is, this is also not allowed in MMA. Um, also, <laughs> MMI. not MMI. Uh, MMI is multiple med school interviews. <laughs> yeah, not mixed martial arts. Aaron, I'm also going to say I don't think biting is allowed in, in MMI either. Biting is not allowed in MMI. There's not, there's not many things where biting is allowed. Uh, but I, Aaron, this is underground death boxing, so <laughs> I think true. you can bite him. Don't bite people, guys. Anyway, there's some knocking out. Uh, one guy looks like one guy is dressed like the Arrow. And Archie takes him out real <laughs> one fast. Punch, one punch. So super. And Aaron, that can't be a mistake. The guy is dressed like Arrow on this show. Oh, absolutely not. That's awesome. Yeah. Intermixed <laughs> with all of this sexy boy underground devil boxing. Yeah. Cheryl arrives to rob the casino, which is, it seems like, has no security on it at all. But it turns out that Tony knew all along. So I have to imagine that Tony, like, um, turned off some sort of security. Either that or the only thing that is that is protecting this place and makes massive amount of monies. And let's be clear, it's not a secret. Is teen girls. Is teen girls. Because Cheryl just walks in. And she didn't even really case the place. She looked at that there's money around. <laughs> like, hmm. And then Tony's like, oh, I saw you earlier casing this place. And you wanted me to see you casing this place. And then... While the boys fight, the girls sex. Yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl's like, oh, what are you going to do now? Arrest me? And then Tony's like, eh, and then they have sex. Cool. And uh, it's... It's it, a very long sequence. It's a very weird sequence. Also, at one point, uh, a one, a one point show gets tied up and blindfolded, but that's just sick for sexy reasons. And then finally, the <laughs> climax... They of the have, fight. They only have 11 cards. There has to be one more card out there. And boom, the door swings open. And it is a grown adult man. <laughs> In this boy fight ring, an adult enters. <gasps> new new challenger, adult. So this is a guard from the prison. It is Warden Norton's right... Oh, that's hard to say. Yeah, Warden Norton. Warden Norton's right-hand man. And he does, in fact, want to murder a child. Yeah, let, let's be clear. I... <laughs> I don't think the card has much to do with it, because as he's punching, he says, this one's for Warren Norton. I feel like he won't be stopped by not having that card. I feel like he'll still be like, I want to kill that boy. I hate that boy, for he wrecked the boy fight club. I don't know, but it's a huge fighting. Uh, Eventually, Archie is able to knock him out, and then I guess... It's done. It's done, because that's the way the rules work. Well, I do feel like all these drugged-up nerds would kill that guard if that guard tried to break the rules of the game and go after Archie again. Yeah, maybe that's what they're sort of relying on. It's like, yeah. oh, no, he can't break. Th- but, I mean, here's the thing. He could also just murder Archie, at which point that's illegal. 
But now they know that there's a grown man trying to murder a boy. Yeah, maybe. So they could tell the sheriff. You know, Jughead's dad. Yeah, you know, this isn't a... Uh, why, why, they could just arrest... They, they could, it's called, it could have just been the sting operation. And arrest all these people who are trying to murder a boy. You came here with a car that says, kill the red paladin, which means you came here with intent to murder. Mm-hmm. There's so many I other ways... I assume there's this... a law against that. <laughs> there's so many other ways this could have gone. They literally have access to the sheriff so easily. It's not even like... Jughead is apparently a sheriff mini-deputy. Yeah, like, back when it was um, uh, Keller, like, the idea is that there was a bit of distance. They didn't know if they could trust him. But now... But now it's literally one of the characters' dads. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, the fighting ends. So does the sex, which Tony's like, so, Cheryl, we should have a talk. And Cheryl's like, no. <laughs> and Tony's like, yep. Yeah. It, it seems to me that you are very upset because I'm in charge of something and you're not. And Cheryl responds with, false. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dwight, settle down. <laughs> I am upset because you want to spend time with everyone who is not me. And Tony's like, mm, Sometime, mm. Sometimes I do want to spend time with people who are not you. That is that what is human beings human nature. do. I cannot only hang out in your bedroom all the time. Yeah, so Cheryl is upset uh, because... Tony has a Tony. Let's be let's let's not beat around it. Cheryl is abusive and possessive, and Cheryl is upset that Tony has literally anything in her life that is not Cheryl. Yeah. So Cheryl says, "Maybe then you should move out." And Tony's like, "Yes, for you are abusive and possessive." Also, this doesn't seem that bad for Tony because Tony was paying rent for Cheryl. Maybe she just find a new place. Yeah, she can go live with the in Betty Cooper's old house. This is essentially this is going to hurt for a while, but. This is so much better this for Tony. Is very good for Tony. And maybe Cheryl will learn something. Occasionally she learns and grows. Yeah. And now a scene that's also good for someone. Uh, Archie returns the keys to Hiram. But Hiram returns the keys back to Archie. He's like, no, Archie. How about you have a boxing gym? And is he, is he, is he just keeping it? He doesn't pay rent or utilities or. I guess not. Uh, what's he going to do with a boxing gym? Well, Hiram feels bad that he put out a murder hit on a teenage boy. Do you think this is going to be like when Ver how Veronica owns Pop Tates, but she actually works at Pop Tates? So I feel like Ver Archie's going to be like, well, I own the gym, but I also just work at the gym. I have to clean it. It's a pretty bad job. Yeah, there's I'm another just a janitor. There's another gym in this town how that he that he has that need? he works at. <laughs> He's this... a janitor at. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Archie now owns a boxing gym. Why? <laughs> knows all right let's wrap up this b storyline reggie man there's uh, yeah b storyline yep reggie confronts veronica again about how all he wants is to matter yeah he's like i like, i want to be more than like these things these, and then your occasional hookup and <laughs> and then veronica responds with i just had a devastating breakup excuse, a few months ago excuse me if i'm taking it slowly like Veronica, uh, you slept with you. You initiated things with Reggie. You initiated everything with Reggie. Sure, he was definitely into you, but he was actually into Josie before that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is still a human being with feelings. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Veronica. You're allowed to be sad, definitely, but you can't take that out on other people because that's just being selfish. Also, you have used him so much, so many times, for so many things. And then Veronica drops the reveal bomb, which I don't know how she hoped it would go, or I don't know what we were supposed to feel about that, but she's like, well, well, then you don't have to write it all, because I bought your car back. 
And, and she should have done that first it, thing. It should have been the immediately thing. If, if she can just be like, oh, you're upset, fine. I bought your car back. Why didn't you do that earlier? The only, the person who lost the most in that with, with gaining nothing was Reggie. Because he, he burned your dad's drugs. Yeah. He you, was helping you. He lost for your revenge. And you were just like, oh, no, I could have bought his car back apparently any time. I just didn't do it. I just did it now because he's being a mopey baby. So if he wants a mope, I guess I'll just buy him his car back. No, he has nothing to mope about. <laughs> Way to not read the room, Veronica. <sighs> well, with more revealing going on, Jughead gets told that the drug trade is being ruled by Gladys, his sweet, mother. Sweet Pea and Fangs are very sad to have to tell him this. Yeah, so he confronts her, and he's and, and he's like, you, you have the, you're bringing up the drug trade. Is this true? And she's like, yes, I did it for, your, for our family. I do everything for you. You dumb kids. I've made so many sacrifices for you. I'm like... Like, yes, people get put in bad situations and have to do things but like this. But right kids. now, and also right now, FP is the sheriff. And yeah, he got through the sheriff through a pretty shady way. But, like, he has a legitimate, you know, non-illegal job. You don't have to... I don't know how much money he's getting paid. And maybe they wouldn't be able to afford the Cooper house. But Sheriff Keller always had a nice little house. Well, and also, Alice Cooper could afford that house. And she doesn't have a job. She's <laughs> a cultist. True. That's true. <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe rent, or maybe, uh, maybe house prices are very low in Riverdale. It is in... 1960s. Yeah. She also threatens Jughead and tells him that he absolutely cannot tell his father because it will destroy his father. No. Which is the perfect threat for Jughead. No, I I will say that, like, okay, so if if it's true and, and like, the the idea is that her motivation, she wants a good life for her family, which is a cool motivation. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes that weird interaction she had with Jellybean earlier, where when Jellybean's like, Mom, I got Dad wrapped right around my finger. Why is that creepy scene happening? Also, they had their children when they were <laughs> older 35. than I am. <laughs> so it's not like they were dumb kids who accidentally got knocked up and had to scrape and steal and fight. Like, they had... <laughs> no, they're 35-year-old gang members who had, had children. so many years to build a life before – and I mean, I'm not saying the poor people can't have kids. Yeah. But, like, you can't – the kids there's, The kids were planned. The kids were not an accident. Yeah, there's a lot of situations here that I'm like – like, like nothing – it's all of it together. Like, nothing individually is something that's weird. It's taking all these pieces and putting them together into the puzzle that is Riverdale and realizing, why is this just a photo of a toilet? <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a sky. And I just – I don't understand – how FP was a secret gang leader. <laughs> well, especially... How did no one know? <laughs> well, especially when we go to his birthday party. Which, I just want to point out, the first shot of the birthday party... You know how um, fancy parties have, like, a champagne tower? Yeah, they, they, they have, have a, a red solo cup tower. <laughs> yeah, they have a, yeah, they have a beer tower. <laughs> it's real good. So, uh, Luke Perry Andrews pulls aside his best friend, FP... Yeah. And he has a real long talk about mortality and how he's so happy that his best friend's going to be moving across the street from him. And Aaron cried. Aaron cried. Uh, we, we cut away from the scene for just a little bit for, I guess, a setup for either the next episode, as far as I know, because that's how quickly these things happen. So in a scene that was written by no one who has ever done a musical ever. 
Cheryl apparently has called Kevin over. And because Kevin is apparently just friends with whoever needs it at that moment. He is bullied by Cheryl into not doing Godspell as the school musical. Because the farm was the one who was, you know. Mm-hmm. Paying uh, for the musical. Yeah, they want to do Godspell. He's now doing Heathers instead. Yeah, she, she, I guess Heather's wants to, or Shell wants to do Heather's as revenge. I'm sure Tony's going to be. I think we we look at the list. Tony's in it. Yeah, and I'm sure there's fine. So it's the, yes. Tony, Cheryl has a plan. It is a dumb plan. It's a dumb plan. Also, hey teenagers, it's not how musicals work. You can't just change which musical you have the rights to. Also, it takes longer than a week to rehearse them. And and why would Kevin do that? I thought he was like, like he stood up to Betty. Why couldn't he stand up to Cheryl? What does Cheryl have? Other than being crazy, that Kevin, who is part of a cult. I do believe that Kevin is afraid that she is going to hit him with the croquet mallet. Or the croquet balls. Yeah, then leave and just be like, oh, by the way, we're not doing Heather's. Now I have my cult with me, Cheryl. What are you going to do? <laughs> Look at Evelyn Evernever. She is the scariest of all the redheads. We'll throw, we'll throw hot coals at you, I we'll swear to it. God. All right. All right, so back at the party. The speeches begin, and we have... Uh, Gladys, Gladys doing her nice little speech. Little baby speech. Then Jughead comes up. And he and looks at the index card in his hand. He puts it away. He's going to wing it, Aaron. He's going to wing it. Who knows what he's going to say? Well, he's going to say a lot of very nice things about his how his dad has had such an amazing story, and he's so privileged to be a part of it. Yeah, there's a moment where he goes, but there's something else I need to say. Man, you're really awesome. Uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, why would this be the... Why, why would this, this be, be the moment where he's like, something else I need to say. Mom, Mom is in charge of the drug trade. <laughs> because it's treated like him to... It's, this show always treats crime like it's a personal thing. Because the whole I'm in front of a crowd trying to reveal someone's secret is because it is a personal thing. Like mm-hmm. It's like, I have to reveal that this person cheated on their test. They don't belong here. Blah, blah, blah. That's the idea is you tell everyone that. Yeah. But she's just doing crime. Like, I mean, not saying she's just doing crime, but like... Well, she is doing something yeah. to FP. <laughs> but Jughead doesn't know what that is yet. Yeah, and if he's going to... Like, like, this is one of those things where it's actually better probably not to say it big and... It's like how Veronica keeps on warning her dad that she's going... That she has... She's doing things to mess him up, and then he does things to, to mess, mess her up. Because... She warned him first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. But no, he just says it's very nice. I'm happy we're all together. FP then, super cries. Yeah. Then he goes and hangs out with Betty. And we get the real ending to the episode. Betty, I'm going to figure out everything that's going on. And I'm going to reveal my mom. No, he says, run her out of town. Do you want to help? He also says, like, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take, like protect jelly bean or he's something he's gonna put jelly bean in school i mean that's what you should do <laughs> put that child in school and run his mama out of town though it seems like jelly bean is in on the plan he doesn't know that of course but maybe riverdale f- well no they didn't forget because they showed it to us in previously on <laughs> what that jelly bean wasn't on the plan no because they have they showed the scene where jelly bean was like i got dad wrapped around my little finger and then she has done nothing yeah, she's a non-entity she has appeared in the back of scenes and has run upstairs she's got some cute hair though So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment, a moment where logic 
strode into town to get its family back, only to secretly emerge in the guise of a drug runner drama. I did. And it was the obvious. It was Cheryl and Tony having sex superimposed on that boy fight club. Yeah, because it it's it, it is not only is it just unnecessary titillation. Um, it added literally nothing to the storyline. And it's line. out of character for Tony. I feel like I feel like Tony is usually more emotionally. Tony, because uh, like savvy yeah, than that? when they had the sex, we were like, are they not going to have a conversation about the problems in their relationship? And I thought it was leading up to a point where Tony was going to leave Cheryl tied up and like going to be like, hey, here's my revenge on you, Cheryl, because because the start of it was so weird. Cheryl, so Cheryl, Cheryl shows up. Tony knows she's going to be there to steal, and then Cheryl goes like, well, you caught me stealing. What now? And Tony looks around for a second. I'm thought like, is Tony going to suddenly turn on Veronica and be like, no, nah, Cheryl, I am on your side. But instead, they just make out and... And what did Cheryl hope to accomplish by doing her thieving? Like, was she trying to get the Pretty Poisons fired? Yeah, like... So that Tony could be with her more? Well, no, because Tony says that Cheryl wanted Tony to know. So was Cheryl's thought process like, but if Tony catches me stealing, it'll make her... I guess maybe it was supposed to be a throwback to the fact that they used to steal together. Or she was just trying to get Tony's attention. She was like, the only way I can get her attention is by getting negative attention. I'm yeah. gonna act out. And then that, then it, it ends anyways with Tony doing like, now we should have the talk. And that, from what we've known of Tony, she does not... That does not feel like that is her... We've never known her to get distracted by sex. Yeah. To do the, well, well, I'll definitely break up with you, but let's have sex first. That is a very Riverdale thing, so... yeah. Or a very CW thing where it's like yeah. the the sex first breakup is just crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. It's especially for Tony. Like maybe Archie would do that, and Veronica would do that. Archie just wouldn't even realize what was happening. And oh, he's Veron- like, oh no, wait, I meant to break up with you. Veronica would definitely do that. Veronica is a hundred percent the. Um, Veronica feels like the. Oh no, they did actually do that once. They did break up and then have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they just wanted to be together just for that night. Yeah. Yeah. What well, about you, Kevin? Did you find a CW moment? Well, unfortunately, mine was, was going to be that. But I do have... I had to pick other ones. Um, and it might be... Man, uh, there's a few moments in the whole like scene whenever we were seeing anything with the uh, the Griffiths and Gargoyles comic book things there. But maybe it was the... I think it has to be the fact that the the when, when they're revealed, oh, here are the places where all these drugs are taken and these kids are... Um, uh, playing, you know, are playing uh, Griffiths and Gargoyles. They're all places like a laundromat and a donut shop and like a comic book store. And like, because they're, they're, it's just more show of them focusing super heavy on the Dungeons and Dragons side and not on the fact that these kids are all on drugs. It's true. Like, it's, it's hard for me to parse it down to one particular moment but in that entire. Drugs. It, 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 it might, honestly, the moment might be when Betty says. This game makes people evil. Like, no! no the drugs. No. It's the drugs. And I don't understand the, the decision to focus so much on the game and not the drugs with the game. It's like he wrote the story for Sabrina. Yeah. Where there's magic. Where there's actually magic and it could be a magical game. And then he transferred it to this storyline. Yeah, where this it's just, show. just drugs. It's just, it's... This is a magical storyline <laughs> yeah. in a world without magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's the episode. That's 
I mean, I, I, I mean, there's some parts of it I'm excited for. It's they sort of ended that Archie thing, I guess. But I feel like some of the people still might want to murder him. I like how Archie is like six episodes behind everyone else. Yeah, well, because you know, Hiram is not the Gargoyle King anymore, but he still has to do Gargoyle King stuff in this because he forgot about the hit he put out on Archie. Yeah, is that kid gonna come back? Come back because that kid wanted to kill Archie to get in the gang, but now, but he wasn't there at the fight. I guess because they took his card. They took his away. card away, so now he can't complete the quest. Yeah, it seems maybe the card is important to the quest. The problem is there's a lot of rules. I don't understand the rules. <laughs> you, oh, know? Should, you know what I should have said? Because you said the you said the sex scene. Oh, yeah. I should said the fight scene. The fight scene is also nice. That entire sequence where you see the sex and the fight going together. It's just those things like like logically should have happened there's so many more logical answers to the problem of all these people have the mission to kill archie other than fight club i'm going to change my answer (laughs) the 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 cw moment that we have decided together is is minute 40 to minute 50 of this episode this crazy crazy montage (laughs) yeah where there's a fight club and casino sex and what an episode what an episode well uh We'll be back with more episodes because Riddle's hanging around for a while. Maybe the Heather's musical will come up. Yeah, we have at next least week. two more weeks. So <laughs> next week, maybe. I mean, last time they were like, "Oh, the musical's starting," and the musical was next week. Maybe the yeah. These people rehearse a musical in like four days. They're really good at picking up lines, and they're just they're they're so much more efficient than any play I've ever. Do you think been they're going to have adults in it again? Like Alice when just she pl- one. <laughs> it's going like, to be Gladys. Like Alice when she played. <laughs> I can't believe they, she played the mother in uh, Carrie, and they're like, ah, oh, let's make her sympathetic. This is a sympathetic character. Look let's, at her journey. Let's make the mother in Carrie sympathetic. Oh, Riverdale. Well, if you like that, you should give us a rating or view a subscription on Apple Podcasts or a Google Play or Spotify. You We're getting a lot of Spotify streams. Ooh. Yeah. You should also please tell us if you want the Riddle Gnome. <laughs> Or something else. We'll do something else. Yeah, we got we got some mid mid show ideas we're going to be doing. So uh, hit us up on the social meds for that. It's Instagram, it's Twitter, and it's all podcast moa podcast moa. You also send us an email at podcastmoa at gmail dot com. And read Kevin's book. Yes, it's called Endless Hunger. Yes, I'm. I there we're currently surrounded by a hundred copies of it in boxes. That's why I thought of it. Yeah, because it because it's within your eyesight. Oh. Quantum thinking. No, no, image permanence was a much better. <laughs> Object permanence. Object permanence was a much better. Object permanence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do I keep using quantum? I don't know. Quantum physics. What is Jughead's plan for his mom? What is Veronica's plan without Reggie? What is Cheryl's plan for the musical? Because you know it won't make sense, but it will be... Oh, we'll watch it. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Mm-hmm.